Hello, good human, and welcome back to the Sunshine Project podcast. My name is Chloe. I am your host, and I was in your ears just a few days ago talking about all the ways we can bring sunshine into what can be a wild process of finding and making really good friends. Today, we're going to talk about how to keep our friends, and we're also going to touch on what to do when we start losing friends. Does it sound a little bit analytical? Yes. Does it seem like maybe having friends is something that should just happen naturally? Yes. Is it something that just happens naturally? No, not all of the time because we are busy people. The thing is, friendships ebb and flow. There's this idea that every relationship in our lives has to be consistent consistently good, consistently easy, consistently reciprocated in the same way and the same amount at the same time. That's not true in romantic relationships. We'll get to that in another episode. And it's not true in friendships either, which you probably know if we think about it closely. Like sometimes our friends are going through the worst times of their lives. Sometimes there's health stuff. Sometimes there's family stuff. Sometimes there's work stuff. Sometimes there's I don't know, all kinds of stuff that we can't even predict. Sometimes they're going through the best times in their lives and they're not really present in the same way that they are when everything's just okay. Sometimes we talk to them seven days a week on the phone and sometimes it'll be six months between seeing them. Friendships ebb and flow and that's okay. It's about how to maintain and hang on to friendships through the ebb and flow. Probably the most important and realistic part of keeping your friends is understanding your alignment. I'm not talking about values because I'm a firm believer that you and your friends can hold different ideas and values as long as you're both good people. I'm talking about alignment in terms of what you're looking for in a friendship. I'm talking about knowing your maintenance levels. So I am a very low maintenance friend. I am juggling a lot all of the time and I love a friendship that I can check in on every now and then that I can see once in a blue moon and that everything can feel the same in every single time we catch up. And I have friends that love high maintenance friendships, that love being able to call someone every day on the way home from work, that love being able to see the same people every weekend and have a really good routine. And both of us, low maintenance and high maintenance, love having people around us that we can lean on when things get hard, that we look forward to telling when things are really good. And neither of those maintenance levels, neither of those alignments are a bad thing, neither are something you should feel guilty about. But you should understand it. The friend that loves a little bit of space and loves a little bit of independence isn't flaky and they don't hate you. The friend that loves to be close to the people that they love isn't clingy and they're not annoying. Because I don't have to be the friend that calls my friends every single day. They've got other friends who fill that space for them. And while I'm not seeing the same people every week, I know the friends that I need to check in on a little bit more often and remind them that I love them and remind them that even though I haven't seen them in a while, I'm always thinking about them. Not talking about these things leads to being let down. 
It leads to being annoyed and it leads to being frustrated and it doesn't have to be, you know, an intervention conversation. It just needs to be honest and it needs to be not, hey, I don't like it when you do this. Maybe more, hey, I love the fact that we cannot talk for a while and everything feels the same. Or, hey, I love when you check in on me like that. It makes me feel so good and loved and valued. It's okay if you've got a different love language to your friends and it's okay if you've got different expectations as long as you're communicating them. And I decided not to let you just take my word on it. I put a question box in my Instagram story a few weeks ago asking you for your green flags when it comes to friendship. I asked what other things that your friends do that make you want to be their friend even more. And because we're all different and we all have different expectations, all the answers that came through were quite varied, but I've plucked out some of my favourites to share with you. Let's add a bit of sunshine to those friendships you've already got. One of the most common green flag replies was your friends showing interest and asking about things that you've told them. Maybe it's about small things that they've remembered from last time they saw you. Maybe it's about how work's going. Maybe it's about their parents, if they've been unwell or their interests or their hobbies. So many people said that they love and appreciate this. And I think it's really understandable that this is something that people have mentioned. The next most common answer was friends being dependable and not flaky. If that struck a bolt of fear into your heart, I get it. But the thing is, I have been thinking recently about how flaky I am as a friend, but after speaking to a few of them and confiding in them my worries about being a flaky and not very dependable person, they told me they had no idea what I was talking about. And I realized that my experience of thinking about canceling, seeing people all of the time, thinking about just staying in bed, thinking that I should catch up with them, but then never sending that message was completely different to their experience, which was me checking in sometimes and us hanging out sometimes and never actually canceling anything. They didn't even know I'd been thinking about it. And no, it just made me realize I'd been a little bit hard on myself. So if you're feeling like a very flaky friend as well, maybe set yourself some rules around how many times in a row you can cancel. I think maybe one and then no more vetoing the next time. Or surrounding yourself with friends that hold the same expectations around how often you see each other, how often canceling's okay. Maybe being excited when the other person cancels because it's the thought that counts. The third green flag that you shared is kind of the opposite, independent and respecting of boundaries. I think it's really important to mention that there might be a difference here between people who have a romantic partner or are really close to their families and receive love and support from those spaces versus people that do rely on their friends very fairly to provide that for them. But a lot of people did say that they really valued their friends being independent and they liked to spend time with people who did have that sense about them. And, you know, I think the people who don't necessarily value that as highly could probably find each other and the people who do love that about their friends could be friends as well. Boundary respect was another one that came through a lot and maybe that was around if you have a chronic illness and your friends understand that you might not see them very often, maybe that was around checking in before we dump a lot of trauma. That's not a very nice way to put that, is it? When I say dump, I don't mean 
that it's not valid to share the things that are going on with your friends. I mean, Lord knows I do it all the time. I think I mean when you just feel like you're a kettle that's about to do that little scream that kettles do on the stove and you see your friend's face and you think, hmm, I'm just going to make sure this is okay before I let out that scream. But again, some people wrote that they love their friends oversharing and spilling their guts without having to ask. And so I think that's just a case-by-case basis. Maybe boundary respect is just about knowing that people have different boundaries and being aware of them. Three to go. One that I loved was bravery in communication. So many people said that they loved when their friends hold them accountable for being negative about themselves or about others, not in a way that's scolding, but in a way that's, hey, do you really feel that way? Lots of people said that they love when their friends communicate things with them, like their boundaries or their expectations or their capacity, which brings us on specifically to capacity checks. I've mentioned this a couple of times in this little segment already, but just checking in, seeing where your friend's at, making sure that they're on a page that they can be the type of friend that you need or you want in that moment so that you both do walk away with that lovely, warm feeling in your tummy. And the last friendship green flag that you shared with me was essentially lots of you are looking for hype people. People that are so stoked for you when things are going well. People who have kind words to say about other people that aren't there. I feel like this is such an easy one to implement, like just adding one nice observation that you've had about another human being or a situation in the last little while. Hyping up your friend when things are working out for them. Not holding back on all of that good stuff. One of my favourite mottos is, if you see something good in someone, speak it. And I think that works here, even if it's to others. That, my love, is almost everything I know about keeping friends. Please join me in another couple of days for some tips on how to bring sunshine into what can be quite hard for us as humans, which is losing friends. It is a tricky thing to talk about and it's something that we maybe don't talk about enough. I can't wait. I'll see you there and I'll speak to you then. Bye.